Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Do you remember the time when you were like, should we redo what the intro is? Yes. And then we were like, no, no, we got some real brand equity in that thing. Don't break what isn't broken. Broken. Don't fix don't what fix, isn't don't broken. Don't break what's not broken. No, 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 let's go with what I said first. Time. Don't yeah. break what shouldn't be fixed makes the most sense. Whatever I said, actually. If you sure. had to change it, what would you change it to? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm going to need to like workshop it and like test it. I don't know. I mean, give me some time. I feel like it would be like, it's podcast time, y'all. And then in the background would be like um, a banjo, like ding, 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 ding. And then we both go, (laughs) and then we go, okay, we got it. Justin, were you recording this? Who? (laughs) Oh. Is, are we recording? Yeah. I think that was a quote from Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel from The Simpsons. Um, who are we just describing that we both described them by going, oh, 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 we can't say. We can't say. <laughs> Lauren and I were just- It dis- might have been you if you're listening. <laughs> we were just thinking of how to describe a person and at the same time we both go, he's just kind of like- oh, 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 oh. We did the same thing. Yeah. It was like Was that what it was? Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> we found it. So- uh, cross your fingers that wasn't you. Yeah, if you think it was you, tweet us. <laughs> tweet at us. I love your podcast. I love your podcast. And we'll tell you. We will t- I'll be honest. That's so true. I swear to God. 100% Scott's honest. honest. Because yeah. if that person actually asked, I think I would oh, admit it. I would it. totally get into it. I, maybe I would go on the DMs. They would take it well. Some DMs. Yeah. I, would, I don't want everyone to know. Okay, speaking I of- I don't want everyone to know that- <laughs> Can we bleep that out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, that that's who we're like, um, you know, who's not is our special guest. So this is a special episode for a couple of reasons. One, this is coming out right before the Academy Awards of 2018. Um, and so we're doing an awards themed episode. Yeah. And if you guys know anything about some of our guest extraordinary no our recurring guests yes um one of them is like very into award shows and that person is my husband named alan can i get a hold yeah. yay <laughs> I love alan speak up the sound effect the sound effect was over top of you saying that here i am oh gosh oh. um tell us about your love for for award shows uh i just love them that's a little too much detail, but thank you for offering oh, it up. TMI. No, you 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 love you watch all the awards. Is there any you don't watch? You watch? Yeah, most of them. I don't watch the tiny ones. Yeah, I watch, watch the Grammys. Yes, so the big I watch the big four. Mm. You got the fact that the you Emmys. even call it the big four. <laughs> You're obsessed. <laughs> the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, the Tonys, and then I watch more movie related ones. Like the Golden Globes, which also does TV, and the SAG Awards, which also does TV, and that's it. Quick yeah. question: If like there was a, a award show on on Sunday night, as it is the case quite often, and I was like, "Hey, Alan, you want to like do something like, super fun? Like, I rented a convertible, and I'm going to be topless, and we're going to be driving through New York City with tequila. What would you like turn down my idea? Or would, yes, oh, that was fast. <laughs> and I have. Do you remember when you used to host? Yeah, Sunday night dinners, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. I can't come. Yeah, I, we, then I just learned it was like if it's an award show night, Alan is busy. It's yep. almost the and best also excuse. I kind of noticed he doesn't want me there. No, 
because I'm a talker. He he barely Correct. wants me there. Right. He doesn't want anyone there. He's kind, you have to be there, kind of. Like, yeah, but like, I'm but like we're really watching the thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess we we talk a little bit, but yeah, I try not to talk over it too much. I, I also just don't like other people there because a I want to listen to what's going on, and b I think the way that people view television these days is very snarky. So they'll just sit there and they'll critique everything, and which really funny, bums me out. So it's like, fu- you know what I mean? Like bad yeah. jokes. Yes. Right, right, right. You know, if you bleeped out a word show with everything you just said and put the word Super Bowl, it would make sense. <laughs> no, you are, that's your Super Bowl. No, yeah, yeah I mean, it's exactly it's the right. gay Super Bowl. Yeah. <clears throat> um, who would be your ideal award show host? I don't know. I'm getting kind of tired of all of the late night yeah. hosts doing it. Yeah. Like, I think comedians are good. It takes a lot to be a good host, I yeah. think. Can't we bring Whoopi back? We could, yeah. Who would you pick? Well, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosted the Golden Globes. Is yeah, that three right? years in a row. And I just felt like they were so good at this thing. A, they're beloved by everyone, so they can kind of make mm. these, like, snarky jokes, and everyone's like, oh, it's charming. B, they're both <laughs> just, like, very, very funny. And see, they kind of get it. They like kept it moving along very quickly. I, I just, I just like their brand of humor so much. Um, okay, we got to get to our show notes. This award stuff is fun, but like, let's get down to business. Is Alan going to read the show notes? Yeah, you did a great job last time. Will you read them again? Read us on iTunes. Putting this at the top of the show. Tell a friend. You don't have to read the things that are <laughs> in parentheses. Yeah, rate us on yeah. iTunes only if you can afford five stars. Oh, thank you. <laughs> If you're listening, I assume you know how to do that. Um, Call the Big Listen. I love his addition. 202-885-POD1 or email them at biglisten at whamu.org. That's Shamu with a wham in front of it. And tell them how great this podcast is. I assume that's what they do. Just just a yes and uh, the email is biglisten at wamu.org. Just to clarify, yours was very clear. but How else would you spell whamu? I don't know. <laughs> Two M's maybe? I don't know, but we've managed that's to do it. That's not how like, you spell Shamu. We've managed to like do this 45 times without problems. So. That's, that's <laughs> true. If it ain't fixed, don't break it. Maybe that's why people aren't emailing is because they're maybe. like, well, is it like Shamu with a wham in front of it right. or no? <laughs> they're emailing non-existent email addresses. Yeah. Right. That's fine. Whatever. Um, good job. Good job on the show nuts. Thank you. Also, go back and listen to the episode of Hannah and Matt Know It All that Eric and I were <gasps> guest hosts of. Yes. It's called something like, oh, shoot, why don't I have this up? It's like uh, Hannah and Matt Know It All podcast with podcast podcast. Yeah. Something like that. You'll see it. You'll know it. It's Sadly, Han was not there, but Matt helped guide us through um, their podcast, and it was so much fun. Yeah, it was really fun. We gave terrible advice. You yeah. Definitely. Go listen no to one's it. surprised. Yeah. Um, fun. Now it's time for Eric's favorite segment. Do, 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 do. Joshing around. <laughs> Who won the last one? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, I got a text message from Josh and it was, uh, peeps. That was Eric's like make your own peep for yeah. a terrible holiday. Or mine was like memorize rapper's delight. And he said he already has a rap song that he has memorized. So like he's good in that category. He already has his go-to. He, and he hates peeps, but he was intrigued by the idea of... Thinking about so you won that round. Congratulations. Thank Has you very done much. Mine yet? Oh, you're he's yeah, he said he does yours all the time, like twenty four hours a day. So you actually technically <laughs> won that one. Alan's was just think about weddings. Think about in, weddings was his prompt. In general. Yeah. Which was good. Not that specific. Um 
I also have kind of a bonus addition to this joshing around. Not only will you and I give our prompts, but we have a third listener submitted prompt what? for joshing around. How do you get all these? The fans come to you. They well, flock to this you. fan has submit. This listener has submitted some other great stuff in the past, and uh-huh. she's <laughs> back, baby. Yeah, I was wondering where Abby was. She's back. She's yes. back. Hi, Abby. So not only did she come up with like a few and some really funny answers but she she has one really great prompt should we start with hers or should we do hers last start with hers no last okay we'll save we'll save hers for last yeah go ahead uh my prompt is since this is an awards themed podcast i want you josh oh we didn't explain what joshing around is if if you're new to the podcast joshing around is a prompt that lauren and i give so that our friend who has to drive four hours there and back to see his long distance fiance he can think about them noodle on them and pass the time yeah it's like a six hour trip and it's really been a genius way to force someone to listen to the podcast because yeah. we, if we create a segment just for you, like, pretty much have to at listen. least like listen to that part. Yeah, and um, he is. So, so anyway, this is an award themed podcast, and I want you to make like a high school yearbook, uh, make like a high school yearbook editor, <laughs> and, and leave and assign <laughs> assign superlatives to people in your life. So the the thing is like assign superlatives to people in your life, Josh, who is like best dressed, who's most likely to become famous, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But one of them that the internet suggested was biggest flirt. And I'm like, is that oh, yeah. still one? It was when I went to That's high school. Biggest it's sexual assaulter? Feels a little like yeah, either slushy <laughs> or like, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, it doesn't it sound makes right. Me uncomfortable. Anyway, Josh, we you know a, tell us if you had a superlative in high school because we love sharing ours. But B, um, let us know who, you know, th- think about who in your life would win these superlatives. Think about who would win the best podcasters. Oh, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is, this isn't like necessarily award centric, but um, it, the Olympics are going on right now, which is like awards. Oh, yeah. It's, that's you know, totally There's awards being thrown ish. around. Yeah. And um, I haven't been watching them because I don't know how to use our television. And DJJ was out of town. But I, I've been reading about them. And did you hear about the a Russian ice skater who um, did a routine to the sound of 9-11? Yep. She won Oof. a gold with oh. program that included audio from September 11th. I don't love it. Pass. See where this is going, Josh? Okay, I want you to tell us what song you would dance to if you had to go for the gold in Olympic figure skating. Ooh. Keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a song. Like... Reach for the stars. It could be like, I mean, my grandmother's voicemails on loop. Like that would be pretty <laughs> funny and amu- very amusing. So, I mean, this is a short one. So I'm going to give you the rest of the trip to think about whatever you want. All right. And here is um, from the prompt from our listener, Abby K. Thanks so much for submitting, Abby. Okay. She says, statues of saints in churches are always holding, um, or they're always sculpted holding things. I love that this one you are gonna already. love this one um it makes it easy to identify which saint is is which saint is which sorry based on the objects they hold as they're consistent across different churches different countries etc my saint has a platter of eyeballs because yours is the patron saint of sight of, yeah is that right yeah i love saints anyway what's sorry your, what's your saint name lucy oh god love her um okay each holds like one or two tangible items sometimes a platter of eyeballs um that are representative of his or her entire life such identity for example saint peter holds keys saint paul holds a sword saint joseph holds a lily in their statues saint lucy holds eyeballs we've been over this um <laughs> did you say that no oh. no no um if you want if you were 
going to have a statue sculpted in this style of yourself, what item would your statue be holding? One physical item that represents your entire life and makes you easy to identify apart from other statues. Isn't that such a good one? I think that's the best one of all time. I know. I love it. So good. Um, remind me off air to show to she did ones on like from previous episodes. So remind me to tell you about those because they're really funny. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Everyone else, feel free to send in some Josh and around. Yeah, I'm sure Josh would appreciate it. Um, and Josh, let us know what you think. Do you want to pass out superlatives? Do you want to ice dance to a song? Or do you want to become a patron saint? Oh my gosh, they're all fun. Or come up with a song based on um, audio from a, a violent... disaster, yeah. yeah. A thousand people or more have to die, though. Thank you for clarifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Just, just the biggies. <laughs> Good joshing around. Um, um, do we have a sponsor this week? I think we just might. A word from our sponsor... Everlane. Would you like to be more like friend of the pod, Alan Lane? Sure, we all do. But there can only be one Alan Lane, and that is Alan Lane. Oh, hi, Alan. I'm so glad you're here to hear about our sponsor, Everlane. It's one of my side hustles. Everlane is an app that records Alan Lane 100% of his day, no matter what he's doing, so you can try to be just like him for every second of the day. You might find yourself at the grocery store wondering, what would Alan do? You might find yourself in the shower wondering, what would Alan do? You might find yourself confused wondering, what would Alan do? Well, if you subscribe to the app, which is $107 a month because Alan was born on 10-7, you would know because you could log in and see how Alan handles any and all life situations. Simply search grocery store. I'm showering. Confused. On the app, and you'll see a video of Alan doing that thing. He had no idea he was being filmed by his roommate, so it is really authentic. Download the app now and enter discount code PODCATPODCAST for a chance to also win one of Alan's items. Alan's roommate will ship you something from Alan's closet ASAP. Thanks so much, Everlane. Wow. Wow. Thank uh, you. I know that you Should didn't I subscribe? know about... Well, seems like no need. <laughs> <laughs> do you sometimes get confused in the shower wondering, what would Alan do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is going to come in handy a lot. It's true. Thank you. Thank you, Everlane. Thank you, Everlane. And also, you're welcome, Alan, because um, the ad that they sent us to read did include your year of birth, and mm-hmm. I chose to leave it out. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to reveal my age. Exactly. That's I hope exactly Everlane right. Isn't I, hope, I was going to say, I hope Everlane isn't mad. But, oh. I mean, we kind of know uh, Alan's roommate. That's true. So we can work it the, out. The guy he lives with. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about clip number one? How about it? Alan, do you want to introduce? Do you want to um, get get us into the next clip? I know you're really good at transitions. Here's the next clip. Woo! Eric's gonna do it. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> Hot dog. Gird your loins. <laughs> oh, I knew Here comes thing. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and away. Wait. The first podcast called Awards Chatter comes from The Hollywood Reporter and features interviews with key players in Hollywood and specifically folks with current nominations. Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, How perfect for our awards episode. Again, I'm going to repeat that because that was so fast. So The Hollywood Reporter has a podcast called Awards Chatter. It's a, you, you get the rest of it. They have interviews with, with folks who have nominations. So Hollywood reporter writer Scott Feinberg is the moderator. And in this episode, he's talking to the writer and director of Best Picture nominee, Get Out, Jordan Peele. Um, DJ J. Wu, I picked this partly in honor of you because I know you love it. Can I get a hole in? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, let the record show that DJ Jay is raising the roof currently. Um, <laughs> so some folks might know Jordan Peele from Key and Peele, but he received two Oscar nominations, his first ever for Best Director and Best Screenplay. Isn't that crazy? Um, you should all definitely listen to this entire episode because he's really great and super interesting. But in this clip, Jordan is talking about how he initially envisioned this film, Get Out. Um, he envisioned it as this guy, a white character, going home with his girlfriend to meet all of her college friends. Um, the protagonist was an outsider rather than a black character living a black experience. Um, in this clip, he's talking about why he decided to go in a different direction. Here he's it is. also nominated for three Oscars. Is he's he nominated in the Best Picture category as well? Yeah. Good call. He's nominated for three, not two. All right. Here is him talking about why he went in a different direction. I don't think I necessarily knew it was even going to be a black guy. Mm-hmm. You know, my, mm-hmm. And this goes to part of the system that Get Out is about that holds black people, other minorities, women, holds us back. Part of the system is in our own minds. And so for me, there was a lot of self-inflicted walls I had to kind of get past in thinking about why this movie was possible. Mm -hmm. One of them, you know, here I am, like, first thing I'm writing is, like, I'm writing a movie about white people. And at some point I realized, you know what, what am I I doing? This isn't, that's not even me. But I had The Outsider, and I was like, you know what, if I'm going to make something that only I can make, it's just got to be the the horror movie that, by the way, it probably won't go anywhere because I'm making a black protagonist, but that's okay. When you say not go anywhere, you mean nobody's going to want to make it. No one's going to want to make it. And at that point, were you even thinking that somebody would let you, who had not yet directed, direct the movie, or you're just writing with the hope that somebody will make it? At this point, like, you know, eight years before the movie came out, I thought... I had to get over my own desire to get a movie made. And I said, you know what? Let's just write this movie for me. Mm-hmm. Write the movie I want to have fun writing. Because, again, the, the purpose for me was get better, right? right? It wasn't right. it wasn't come out of 2012 with a right. project. Right. It was just get better. And to do that, I just had to follow what felt right and what felt fun. And so, you know, of course, I'm starting with starting with this idea of like, what could I sell? And then moving away from that Mm -hmm. was actually the liberating thing. So it's like, you know what? I'm fuck it. I'm going to make this about a black guy at a white (laughs) girl's function. And no one's ever going to make that movie, but damn, I'm going to have a good time writing it. Oh, I just love that guy. He's, he's so good on this interview. Um, I definitely think there's something to be said for writing a universal story like Jordan was initially picturing, but I think there's something so powerful in sharing like your specific experience. Um, And I think because he did, he provided representation. He drove like serious conversation about race. He kind of created this platform to tell his story. And now he's the first black person ever to receive a nomination in the directing and screenplay category for one film. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I loved hearing him talk about this because I think about this with books a lot, how writers will write trying to fit into something yeah. as opposed to, and I kind of believe you have to write what is inside of you and then worry about that later. Like, yeah. It'll take you on a journey. What's inside you will take you on a journey. And he just did that and then ended up touching something that I think has never been touched on before. And he ended up, by being truly authentic to himself, he ended up coming up with like the most authentic piece of like film i think i've never seen anything like that film yeah he, like it's like a new close. genre um 
And I totally love what you're saying and what he said about like what he could sell versus what he wanted to make. And I think that applies to all of our, like not just for writing, but for everything, you know, like I was, I, out of college, I worked at this small marketing firm and was like designing for brake pads. You know what I mean? Like Mm. I, I know I'm doing much better work now designing for a thing that I'm like passionate about than I was when I was like doing it for a manufacturing company, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I saw your work. It was pretty good. Oh, thanks. That's yeah. so nice. <laughs> I mean, I bought a bunch of brake pads. I don't even have a car, so. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, Alan, you saw this movie. What did you think? I really liked it. Then the fascinating thing about it from an awards perspective, which I thought that's what we were going to be talking about. That's why you're here. <laughs> I, yeah. Is the movie came out almost a year ago. Yeah, that's a good It point. came out the week, like, I think it opened the weekend of the Oscars last year. Yeah. Which is extremely, extremely rare. And it seems to be, seems to happen with horror films. Like, Silence of the Lambs came out, I think, in, like, March, the year that it came out. Do you, is it just because <clears throat> they didn't think they were going to be have a chance? So they were like... No, I don't think anyone really thought, like, oh, this, this movie is going to be nominated for five Academy Awards. is that why they chose to have... Like probably to yeah. do it so early yeah um and i think too um jordan talked about in this episode that like he liked that it was being released in february which is black history month mm. um so i don't know how much that really played into it but he mentioned it yeah but it's it's even like a there are so many hurdles for it to be such a well-received and like highly nominated movie like a it's technically kind of a horror film and that genre is very underrepresented in major award shows like B it's like his debut film C it, people have had to remember it for you like they had to remember yeah. it there have been so, so many films this mm-hmm. fall and winter um, that they could easily have forgotten about it yeah and also I know that white rich women don't need like shout outs but like mm. Allison Williams was amazing <laughs> I never thought I liked her that scene where she's eating the cereal like they're she she I think she made the film actually like she was like the weirdest like I loved her in that yeah movie. no I mean she was amazing yeah I feel like you needed some but Daniel Clue was amazing who is nominated for an Oscar but this is one thing the cast is one thing that you and I were talking about on so like I feel like one of the strengths of the movie is that every single person was like incredible That's in the true. roles yeah. and specifically two people that got a lot of attention were Betty Gabriel who was played the maid um, and Lil Ray, uh, Lil mm-hmm. Rel Howery who played Rod, who was um, the best. Actually like, I take it back. He, he was, was so yeah. good. Everyone was talking about it, but they, so get out was nominated for the SAG like best ensemble, best ensemble category, which is basically their best picture. Cause it's all about the actors, but Will you explain it, Alan? So that category is kind of messed up in who they nominate. So it'll be, you know, each individual actor in that movie would get a nomination for, you know, Get Out being nominated. But the way that they determine who's eligible to get that nomination with if the, if the cast is nominated is you have to have your name on one of the title cards alone at the beginning of the movie. Which is basically that's negotiated by your agent. So yes, if you're a huge role, like you're gonna you're gonna get your name in there. But these two actors were really big roles in the film, and but because they were lesser known actors, they probably weren't able to negotiate their name on the, its own title card. So now they're not nominated for this ensemble category, which is sort of like the perfect reason for the category is like actors like them, you know? Yeah. 
performances like theirs that aren't big enough to well, have gotten nominations as like a sporting category. They're just going to do the best job ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. And I think that, you know, certainly awards only matter to a certain point. They should get recognized, but I'm sure both of them will get great opportunities after that It also almost feels like movie. a very stupid rite of passage. Yeah. I mean, I'm not supporting it, but it's like... Maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe like everyone's gone through that where they didn't get credit they deserved. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not sure I agree, if I agree with it yet. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't like it. Maybe we should, um, should we move on? Jump to the next clip? <laughs> yeah, let's jump to the next clip. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, sorry. Wait, will you transition us, Alan? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I feel really lost and I don't know what to say, but um, try. Um, this is from Still Processing, which is back for yes, season yes, two. Yes, 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 um, and I wanted to talk about the <laughs> Grammys a little bit because the Grammys to me, you would think the Grammys would be good. It's like music. It should be entertaining. You know, like at least on fa- like at least an entertaining show. It's the always the worst and the most embarrassing. If I want a Grammy, which I'm probably not going to. Well, I, never say never. Well, okay. Probably. Probably. When, I think when you do the audiobook for the book you wrote. You're going to win a Grammy for it. Okay. But I would be embarrassed to win a Grammy. Like I would be <laughs> like, I don't want, I'm not going. You would pass. Yeah. But, um, so still processing is hosted by Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham. And we, we've talked about this all the time. This is from the episode. We have a right to be mad. And the Grammys were pretty recent and everyone knows that they suck. Everybody possible. Like, um, the judges are always out of touch. Everything is out of touch. The wrong person always wins. The hosts suck. Like, in, in general, the performances are shockingly awful. Like, they don't even let the right people perform. The ceremony should be fun, but it's always cringeworthy. And this year, Ed Sheeran. Is that how you say his name? Sheeran. Sheeran. Sharon. Ed Sharon. Sheeran. And I don't need... Yeah. <laughs> this year, Ed Sheeran, an artist who was basically created to win a Grammy. I mean, what else is he good for? Like, he wasn't even nominated in the top categories. He had the most streamed, most purchased, most remixed, most sampled, most shazammed, most popular song ever. The Shape of You, I think is the name of it. And it was the longest charting single in Billboard history. There have been two billion YouTube plays. And for the first time, a white man has not been nominated by al- for Album of the Year. Instead, it was like Childish Gambino, Kendrick, Jay-Z, Lord, and Bruno Mars. So uh, Wesley is kind of presenting this troubling new twist on the racism problem, and I'm going to let them explain. Give Ed Sheeran the pop grid. He'll be fine. Just He'll put actually him, be put fine. Him in, put him in yep. pop song of the year. He'll be fine. Put him in pop vocal performance. Put him in pop album. Just get him out of the major categories because he's going to win and people are going to be mad. And so then what we're really talking about is a conversation around what it means to try to preemptively prevent a reaction, what it means to have someone like Ed Sheeran become collateral damage. I mean, that's what we're really talking about. Yes. Is who can afford to be collateral damage? Because Ed will be fine. He, you know, Ed, he just got engaged. Like he's, he's going to make so many more albums. He's going to sell so many more tours. Like no one is out here worried about the artistic merit of Ed Sheeran. He's fine. We can just leave him off the table. But that's a really flawed argument. I think so. I mean, I think that I'm the kind of person who wants to know where my racism is. Always. I don't want you telling me that by cutting Ed Sheeran out of your little Grammy game that you've solved Grammy racism so that you're going to do this next year when Taylor Swift is eligible for all these Grammys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. You're going to do this again when Adele puts out another record the same year as Beyonce. This is the slippery slope. Okay, 
oh man, I was just like nodding my head off when I was listening <laughs> to that. Um, like some people might say like, who cares? Ed Sheeran sucks. Like, don't let him win, you know? But, like, this is just, like, a band-aid on the racism problem. Like, you know, people got mad when Beck and Taylor Swift and Bon Iver won Grammys. Is that it? Did that? Bon Iver, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan, as you can tell. Um, and may- and Wesley kind of talks about how maybe the, the Grammys committee didn't want that to happen again. Yeah. Because people were so mad. So, instead, they just take the white person out instead of dealing with the problem. If America is listening to a white Ed Sheeran then let's talk about that you know if that's going to be the most downloaded song let's talk about that let's not hide Ed Sheeran you know like I I, I don't think that solves the problem do you like that Ed Sheeran song everybody I want to hear no. the only reason I like it is because um, Candy Burris from Real Housewives of Atlanta gets paid for it <laughs> oh thank you well that's explain good. why because it's too close to the song No Scrubs it was like sampled a little bit so she wrote no scrubs so she gets royalty okay, for that thank song you. I'm, i love it when you're here you just shine a little, a little light <laughs> isn't you, that interesting i'm going to assume you don't like it but hey prove me wrong i don't like it okay. <laughs> well i know him too well <laughs> i have something to say oh. i have something to say <laughs> i kind of agree with this but i kind of disagree because at the same time just because it sold so much and the song was everywhere doesn't mean that it's good. And that's what the Grammys is, are supposed to represent. They're supposed to represent quality, not quantity. So you would think like the same argument could be said like Jumanji has made so much money. Why is it nominated for Best Picture of the Year? It's the fifth highest grossing movie this year. Everyone's seen it. Why is it nominated? That's a good comparison. Well, or like Star Wars. Like yeah. why isn't Star Wars nominated for Best well, Picture? It's Lu- the most successful. Louis Vertel, who I know you love. I love him. I've been listening to him a lot. And I think on a couple of different podcasts, he number one says, can any song become the best song? Like, can you like any song just by listening to it enough? Mm. Like, huh. I don't know. It yeah. happens to me all no, the time. No, totally. Um, that just happened to me with uh, Royce Sop's Never Ever. Like the first million times I heard it and I was like, fuck this song. Now I love it. Like I yeah. just heard it so many times. Um, but then he also says, he's like, you know, gay people don't like the Grammys because there's no story. There's no interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. Like there, it's just like subjective. It's like, do you like, like the song or not? Yeah. yeah. So it's so different, you know? So yeah. it's not, it's not the same as the Oscars. You can't really talk about it. You can't, but like that song, America played that song more than any other song last year. Yeah. So they did they they just get brainwashed did they like it do they like what they were listening to do they not know about kendrick like what well he did i mean ed sheeran did win best pop solo performance best pop vocal album undeservedly mm-hmm. um so like obviously for that song he did win grammys but then is an album of the year for the whole thing not just the one song yeah yeah that's what an album is <laughs> but then I, record and song of the year for the song that's confu- i always get confused about song. like what is record what is album what is um no, song. no, no. I Wait, feel like there's confusing. No, you bring up a very good point. The categories are crazy. They're confusing. It's like, it's like urban backward lit music. And you're like, what is that? Like, who, this, this awards show is just such... Someone needs to go with a steam cleaner and like just fix everything. The other thing that says a lot about Ed Sheeran is that there was no huge backlash when he wasn't nominated. It was just like, oh, wow. He wasn't nominated. Um, yeah. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> the other thing that Louis Vertel said about the Grammys that I loved is he tweeted, 
the problem with the Grammys is that there's that there's too damn many of them. Win four Oscars in your Catherine Hepburn's career. Win four Grammys in your Lady Antebellum in 2011. Uh, <laughs> oh, he always knows just what to say. Okay. Should um, we should we jump into our segments? Yeah. Um. All right. Anything music related? <gasps> well, thank you so much for asking. We do. Should we jump into Jingle Jangle? Yeah. Oh wait, I skipped one. <laughs> That's fine. Do we, don't we typically do you have do, any? Do you have anything that has my name in it? <laughs> I think, I think I changed the order because I wanted to go bloop bloop bloop. Oh yes, totally. Um, well, we do have a segment with your name in it. And it's called "No Comment Unless You're Alan." Hooray! Um, so, Pop Culture Happy Hour is a podcast. It's like it's from NPR, but it's definitely one of the more sort of casual and fun ones from NPR. Um, they discuss current movies, TV, books, music, and more. Um, and since it's award season, they're discussing a lot of nominated media. They've done episodes on some of my Oscar favorite contenders, The Florida Project, Lady Bird, I, Tanya, Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside, outside Ebbing, Missouri, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in this episode, host Linda Holmes and the film critic for NPR's All Things Considered, Bob Mondello, are chatting about my favorite, number one favorite film of the year, Call Me By Your Name. Here it is. The reason that this film hit me and this book hit me uh, so deeply is because of uh, representation, not just because there's queer desire on screen and I experience queer desire, but representation has an aesthetic quality to it. When you start to tell the stories that have not yet been told, that have not been bled dry of any kind of uh, ability to move us, you are forced as an artist to innovate, to subvert, to interrogate, to make something new and it's these two characters in this very specific time like they do not have access to the storytelling tropes that we've seen millions of times ain't nobody standing outside nobody else's window with a boombox in this movie because they can't <laughs> yeah and right? wh- when is this set approximately 83 83 83 in a very roman catholic italy everything that is communicated between these characters certainly in the beginning of the film has to be coded layered nuanced and that is just inherently more interesting i think uh, <laughs> representation means better art again that was from npr pop culture happy hour this episode was call me by your name nice job eric you ding 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 a ling thank you now we can't comment but the the it is called no comment unless you're alan so alan if you have a burning desire to comment you're technically allowed I do not. Great. Now it's time for our new segment that I just made up called, Ellen, what are you thinking? Because <laughs> Eric and I always say exactly what we're thinking That's at the true. same time. That's true. Ellen, what are you thinking? Um, Give me anything. I'm thinking about pizza. Okay, that was great. And that was, Alan, what are you thinking? I really like that new segment, yeah. I have to say. Um, next <laughs> segment. Okay. Now we're going to play Jingle Jangle, which is just we play you a little something musical to tap your toots to. Do, 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 do. And I am pulling from Grammys material because I hate the Grammys so much. This is also from Pop Culture Happy Hour. But to give you credit, you picked your clip first and then I, without paying attention, just fully stole your same podcast. That's okay. The Pop Culture Happy Hour <laughs> nails it. It's a great again one. And especially and for an awards themed podcast. Yeah. And we're going to be, how interesting. We're talking about two totally different things. So true. Um, host Stephen Thompson, Lynn Holmes, blah, blah, blah. We just did this. Um, <laughs> they're talking about the uh, Kesha, Dr. Luke 
Kesha performed at the Grammys, and they're talking about her performance. Just a quick recap. Uh, in 2014, Kesha sued producer Dr. Luke, seeking to void all of their contracts because of how the suit claimed Dr. Luke sexually, physically, verbally, and emotionally abused Kesha to the point where she nearly lost her life. And Dr. Luke countersued shortly after. The first big decision in these cases um, came on February 19th when a New York judge denied Kesha a court injunction that would have allowed her to record new music. So um, a lot of fan, uh, other artists like Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga have shown support for her. And this seems to be a time like, you know, rape culture is really in the news a lot. So it seemed really fitting that she, I mean, no one was really talking about this when Kesha was going through this. Um, and so, um, sorry. And this is the only time in the entire Grammy show that the the Grammys were engaged with Me Too. And the other award shows have really had a lot to say about it. So um, this was the moment when she performed her song, Prayer. And um, she's introduced by Janelle Monet, which is also pretty rad. Uh, Janelle Monet said, we are wives and mothers. We come in peace, but we mean business. And she had a bunch of singers from the Women's March. A bunch of people like Cindy Lauper surrounded her. She was surrounded by all these powerful female voices. And she sounded angry. She sounded powerful. She's screaming without losing control. She is throwing herself into the performance. And I want to play it for you. Do you guys like Kesha? I do. I do. I do too. I really like Kesha. And I feel like I liked her from the start when it was like, wait, is she a total idiot or is this like actually really fun and smart? Well, first of all, she had she had like a perfect SAT score. She's like in Mensa or something. She's actually brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But TikTok is one of my favorite pop songs. Yeah. I really, it's a really, really good pop like music. It. But I didn't really like the new album. Maybe I just need to get brainwashed by it and listen to it a lot. I only listened to some of the singles, but from what I heard, I really liked it. I okay. really like Praying as soon as Me I heard too. it. Me too. I like that I song. I like um, Woman. You like that song? Well, I don't like women, so mm. I'm kind of anti-feminist. So I probably Sorry. Um, no, I think I need to give it a better chance, yeah. honestly, because I like her. Yeah, and the performance was really powerful. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it, when Janelle Monae was talking, though, she said... We are wives, mothers, we come in peace, but we mean business. And I feel like, controversial statement, I feel like it's kind of a boring thing to say. Anyone? Like, I feel like, I might be being bitchy, but I was just thinking how I hate it when I hear men say, I'm a feminist because I have a daughter or a wife. And it's like, you think just because you own a woman, you're a feminist? Like, the fact that, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was a very meaningful thing to say that we are wives and mothers. Correct me. Yeah. I don't think that's very controversial. I think that there is a lot of critique on that statement or like when you try and pressure people into thinking that women's rights are real because like you have a mother, like you have a daughter as if that's the only reason it'll yeah. be like, uh, well, they're a human. Yeah. It shouldn't matter. But that being said, if it does get some bigoted people to think about it, then maybe You're I'm right. for it, but it's not. Thank you. The most clear thing to say. Thank you. That is what I needed to hear. Because I knew that it wasn't wrong. It was just like something about it irked me a little bit. But yeah. I think that's it. But it needs to be said. You're, 
this happens so much where I'm like, that doesn't need to be said. And it does. Mm. Wow. I just received a work email. That's what that noise meant. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. My work is email is on. Okay. <laughs> um, are we ready to move on? Yeah. So this is the really exciting part. We did our clips. We did our segments. And now, since it's an award-themed uh, podcast, we're going to have our first annual Potties. Potties. <laughs> <laughs> That's our theme song for this segment. So get used to it yeah. <laughs> every time now. Um, so we wanted to celebrate sort of not really the year end, but since there are so many award shows going on, we thought we'd have our own award shows with different categories where we award podcasts or podcasters um, some awards. So in each category, Lauren and I have nominated a podcast or podcaster or episode, et cetera, whatever applies. Um, and we're going to have Alan and DJ Jaywoo along with us. Do we get to vote too? No. Oh, they get to vote on who the true winner is from our nominees. Wait, what, if it's a tie? what if it's a tie? Then it's a fair tie. Then Yeah, then it's a tie. Or you guys It'll be all- Barbara Streisand, Catherine Hepburn all over again. I do not I get, get the get reference. reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, even if they have never heard of it, just who cares? Yeah, yeah I'm, I have an opinion. I'm voting. I'm sure you do. Okay, sometimes let's... I might want to nominate someone. <gasps> okay? I would love yeah, that. Heck yeah, Great. please. Wait, but if he puts a name in the ring, do we then get to vote too? No, you don't Justin get a vote. Okay, great. Oh yeah, Eric, then Justin really on, on his own vote, votes. But you're not getting a vote. Well, I I just really want my voice to be heard. <laughs> That's why we have this podcast. Just kidding. Um. Okay. So you, I feel like you're better at explaining things. Do you want to introduce them? Yeah. I would love to. Or we can go back and forth. You're very good at explaining things too. Um, Okay. The first category is best new podcast. So something that is, you know, brand new to our ears. Um, I nominated Homophilia, which of course is hosted by Dave Holmes and Matt McConkie. They have um, queer LGBTQ plus guests and just talk about their queer experience. And I nominated Keep It, which is the new one on Crooked Media. It's by... Ira Madison? Is that the third. The third. The third. Yeah. Um, I just love it because it's smart, but also has a lot of junk in it. So it's like delicious and good for you. So it's like pop culture, but like also politics. It's like the where they clash. That's how the podcast describes it. And it's crooked media. I'm like trying to convince him. Can you see me? I'm so like, she, um, you may know, you may, you may remember it from Lauren um, challenged me with it. It was a podcast podcast challenge. And so I reported back on it. It ha- actually has since become one of Alan's favorites. And I have listened a- to both of these podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yes. Then Which is vote. a big deal. So I'm going to cast a very educated vote. Yes. And I'm going to vote for... Oh, what's that? (laughs) This is an award show reference that we're also not getting. That's oh, what it's about, Gladiator people. Gladiator the movie? Yeah. Okay. So though, back so, in 2000 okay. at the Golden Globes, <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor um, was reading Best Drama. Uh, she was awarding it. And she first wanted to open the envelope first. And then someone had to come out and be like, no, no, no. You have to say the nominees. And then finally she did say the nominees. And then Gladiator won and she opened the envelope. And she goes, Gladiator. <laughs> I'm going to have to YouTube that. You should for sure. Um, but this award goes to keep it. Oh, Wow. For me. Oh, great. <laughs> you forgot Justin gets the vote, too. <laughs> well, you, you have listened to both of them. Technically, yes. Um, oh, can I tell you one more thing about keep it? Keep it means, like, 
you can keep it. It's like stuff you don't like where you're like, keep it. You know, I don't want that in my life. I'm not, I don't want a part of that. It's like the covering thing. At the end, they have a segment called keep it where it's like, you can keep that. Oh, can I tell you one more thing about homophilia? Yeah. If you don't <laughs> vote for it, you're, you're um, homophobic. There's also oh. two, there's two Why gay guys that keep it. Then? Um, there's two gay guys that keep it and one of them's black. Not two white men. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh-huh. Thank you. That is true. The hosts of homophilia are so, very white. Do you want to be a, um, a homophobe or a racist homophobe? <laughs> That's how I should have phrased this. Oh, damn. Well, then I guess... I guess it would be... I mean, guess whatever you think. We're, we love you no matter what. Fine. Be, just be honest. Um, we'll just say... I'm going to say homophilia. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So everyone wins. I'm happy about that. Also, I think everyone knows that who really won that round. Gladiator. Okay. Um, second is best second season, which is tricky. Um, I'm gonna say still processing, even though the second season isn't done. It's just already so 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 good, and I, I get so excited. I like can't breathe when I see that it's playing. So anyway, that's fine. I do. I, here's what I'll say. Even though I'm um, offering up different options, your answers are really good and I love still processing. Yeah, but I should I, say, I agree with like everything you put down. Same, same. Um, but I am going to say the best second season for me was Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Um, we have featured clips from the first and second season. Recently, we did um, a clip from the episode nine, McDonald's Broke My Heart, where he's mm-hmm. talking about McDonald's changed the recipes for the fries. Um, but you guys know revisionist history. It's like Malcolm Gladwell, and he's talking about um, the overlooked and the misunderstood stories of our of our past. Really interesting, really fascinating. Boys, I'm gonna say because I'm so freaking biased, still processing. Yeah, no one's surprised. Yeah. This is, is great, it is great, but you you really love still processing, and I get it. And Wesley. That's true. Mm-hmm. He was I'm, voting for Wesley. Let's be honest. Okay. I'm voting for uh, revisionist history because Justin didn't uh, vote with me <gasps> last time. Oh, wow. wow. This is getting steamy. A little descent in the ranks. Oh, my God. I Jeez lo- Louise. <laughs> Everyone, listeners, isn't this a little more exciting than you thought it would be? <laughs> I, I also... Mean, Alan, like, breaks the law every single round. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be um, breaking up a friendship here. I know. With our and maybe a marriage or two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, our next category is best host. Who is your best host of a podcast? I have a huge crush on Deborah Francis White. She's my hero because she is the most of two things I value, funny and smart. She's a guilty feminist. Just She starts at every episode saying, I'm a feminist, but, and then yep. gives like, and I love what she's doing. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's a great host. Um, can I have a tie? Yeah. It, you can tell me no and I'll pick yeah, one. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Okay, so my tie is between Cameron Esposito of Query and technically Put Your Hands Together, where she, which she hosts with her wife, Rhea Butcher, um, and Michael Ian Black on How to Be Amazing is an incredible host. So can I vote for the tiebreaker? I love it. I vote for Cameron. Perfect. So then my official answer is Cameron Esposito, um, Michael Ian Black can be my runner-up, but Cameron Esposito is a really, really thoughtful um, host on her podcast, Query, where she talks also to queer folks and just kind of interviews them about their experience. And she's wonderful. Dudes? I'm um, going with Cameron. 
Me too. Yeah. Mom, we finally have a winner. You guys hate women. Cool. <laughs> Why I mean, am I not surprised? Cameron, just because she's a lesbian a doesn't mean she's not a woman. But is it a feminist podcast or a gay podcast? I would say it's a gay feminist podcast, but hmm. they just don't have it in the title. Talk later. I'm just kidding. I know. I love it. I'm like once again. I'm like, like we love really all these podcasts. <laughs> this is I tough because losing. we're like getting competitive about things that we love so much. Meaning, like we love all of it. We love podcasts. That's the whole point. Um, what's our next category? Best guest. Um, I voted for Mateo Lane Duh. because he's sexy, but I'll, and but he, he's been good on every single like. First of all, go and follow him on Instagram right now. Do not pass go. <laughs> Second of all, he's just. He can sing. He can do impressions. He's yeah. not full of shit. He's hilarious. Just search for Al, uh, Alan Lane. <laughs> do that first, Alan Lane podcast. Can I get a subscription to Everlane for him? Oh my god! Great idea. I really like that. Great idea. No, I know like, you guys have a lot in common. He gets followed. Oh, oh, even better idea. We have to talk to Everlane about this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love this. Um, anyway, who's yours? Mine is from a specific episode. So my best guest is June Diane Raphael from Bitch Sesh episode 95, The Christmas Spectacular. It's a good episode. She So Bitch Sesh is the Real Housewives Breakdown podcast with Danielle Schneider and Casey Wilson. But June Diane Raphael, who's a hysterical comedian and a good friend of theirs, is just so darn good when she's on that show. Gents, what do you think? Well, first, I'm a little saddened that no one nominated me oh well, i think it's unfair you're, you're obviously the best you're only okay and i'm not gonna vote for june because you didn't even pick the episode that i remember her in i don't even remember what she did in this episode alan's reasoning i remember an episode she was on where she said her new life motto is i'm not taking that on something <laughs> would happen and she just decides you know what I'm not taking that so on. If Eric it's a good motto. That episode, you maybe, voted. maybe. Oh, I love <laughs> but my vote works. goes to Mateo because <gasps> if we had kids, I wouldn't have to uh, have them take a name that Great I don't like. Reasoning. Okay, DJ J, what do you think? Uh, I gotta say, Mateo as well. We saw him at UCB one night, and he was great. And yeah, those abs. And those abs. He's yeah. great. I feel like And Eric, his voice. He's got a great voice. Yeah. No one loses when Mateo Lane wins. I love this game. Ah! Can we have potties every episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Um, we, this is my dream. Like, I'm like <laughs> dying of happiness right now. This is a lot of fun. Um, okay. Single best episode. You go first. Uh, my single best episode comes from the podcast called 36 questions. The episode was act one of three. So if you remember 36 questions was the musical podcast where they had like a full length original musical in three acts, um, starred Jesse Shelton and Jonathan Groff. And it was just so gorgeous and wonderful and perfect. And that first episode was really very, very exciting. Um, I see that, and I raise you. Ignorance is blessed. Is uh, comedian Jessica Michelle Singleton's uh, podcast? She brings on guests like that are like experts and things, or just different kinds of people, and kind of ask them the dumbest questions that everyone wants to ask, but is like too embarrassed to ask. And I think the best episode I've ever heard on last year was um, "Not Your Sassy Black Lady" with Dulce Sloan. Um, it's it was a lot of just like a white woman asking these questions, like. Are you offended that I wear a Black Lives Matter shirt? Like, it's this stuff that, like, it's really hard to talk about. The stuff she says is shocking about black women dating. And, like, it's three hours long. 
and I've listened to it multiple times and it really because I just kept on thinking I want to underline this like like remembering how how different it would be to be a black woman today um it changed how I think about everything I think about it all the time I recommend it to everyone and no one ever listens to it because it's three hours long but I recommend <laughs> it to you right now Whew. I'm gonna cast my vote while I enjoy what you said and I think that sounds interesting it also sounds very long it's super long what am I at the I opera? didn't even make it all the way through but I, I thought it was fascinating you still like it so I'm going to vote for 36 questions, A, because I love Jonathan Groff, and B, because Eric and I listened to it on a road trip, mm, oh, best answer. which was fun, even though he didn't want to listen to what I wanted to listen to. <laughs> wait, what did you want to listen to? This. Want? You wanted to listen to this what podcast. Oh, wait, no, sorry. So what did you fine. want to listen to? I was trying to get him to listen to the cast recording of the musical Parade. Riding with you next time. <laughs> no offense. You didn't vote for me just now, so I guess we're even. Yeah, I'm, I got to go with Dolce and Not Your Sassy Black Lady. It's really good. It's, it's, uh. You don't have to listen to the whole thing to appreciate what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I will give anyone who listens to it $500. Just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> next one. So the next category is best theme song. What you got, Lauren? Um, do you, are you aware of the podcast Why Won't You Date Me? Uh, no. Nicole, Wait. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Nicole Byer is oh, I oh, love her. She's so great. I, Speaking I, of Mateo Lane, she could win every buds. episode. By the way, Mateo Lane is on her podcast, and it's like mind blowing. Uh huh. But I, she could probably win every category of everything for in in my book. But um, so she has this podcast called Why Don't You Date Me, where she literally interviews people that she went on dates with and was like, why didn't you date me? And it's, sometimes <laughs> it's very awkward. Sometimes it's like they're kind of like, uh, they make up excuses. It's not always fun and games. But Nicole is learning how to be a better dater. This is her theme song. No, just all her. Just Nicole Byer. Just is like they were like, do whatever you want. Don't practice, and we're doing one take. <laughs> and she nailed it. Um, okay, mine is a little bit of a cop out because. Um, oh, I love yours. <laughs> Wait, yours wins. <laughs> on our on our wedding episode, our jingle jangle was that I played wedding themes from three different <laughs> podcasts. And when I tell you I cannot get one of these little earworms out of my head, <laughs> I am not lying. So Same this <laughs> this one comes from a wedding podcast called Wedding One Hundred and One. Show. 
that's a good one. So that's wedding one hundred and one. I'm casting. I'm casting my vote to why don't you date me because I didn't vote for wedding one hundred and one last time and I'm not going to start now. Ellen is a vindictive voter. Yes. Clearly, and I like it. <laughs> uh, wedding one hundred and one, all the way. Wow, one hundred. Yeah, and one. I hope you never come face to face with Nicole Byer because I'm going to tell her you didn't vote Uh, for her podcast. She would understand. Probably. Okay. What's our next uh, category? Um, Best segment. I love this. You know I love segments. You do. You do love segments. Which is your number one favorite segment? Okay. On Dumb People Town. Do you ever listen to Dumb People Town? I don't think so. It's like the Harmon Brothers who I'm not... They're problematic. Okay. But they're these three guys... And they just read like dumb people in the news. It's always Florida. You know what I mean? It's like man shits out the window and breaks his neck or something. Oh, you know what no. I mean? Like, yeah. But every time they tell the story, then they look at the picture and they play this segment called Guess the Age. And they have like a little theme song. And they look at the picture and they always try to guess the age. And it's always like this dude is either 16 or 55. Oh like they're gosh. so like poorly aging. Like no one ever knows. It's like all over the place. The guest never knows. And it's hysterical that is so and funny it's also very creative yeah i like that yeah um also very funny is um do you remember the podcast called inbox mm-hmm. all about like your emails and that one. kind of stuff Yours so they have a guest on where they just kind of like do all these segments um related to your emails where they like they might like search a word or phrase in your inbox and you have to kind of read the emails etc cetera, etc cetera. there's a there's a ton of them but my favorite segment is email roulette so at the beginning of the episode, you have to draft an email to someone you do not under any circumstances want to email. For example, maybe it's like your ex and you write an email saying like, hey, I'd really like to get together sometime. Um, what determines whether or not you have to send that email is how you do during the show on different like games and that kind of stuff. So some of them have to send the email at the end. It's very funny. Can I make Ooh. this easy? I'm yeah. voting for you. <gasps> that's that's that? so nice. Well, well Eric can't vote. So it's still three votes. Wait, let's yeah. Let's see what the boys think. I'm voting for um, email roulette because what's the age sounds fun, but it is also very visual. And I think as a listener, it would bug me that I can't see the photo. Okay. Yeah, I gotta say email roulette. Okay, so hands down. Well, it's actually not unanimous. I vote for yours. No, oh, I'm just kidding. thanks. Oh, <laughs> oh I, no, I will. I'll give you a vote. Thanks. Throw me a bone. <laughs> um, that was that was a fun one. That's a really good one. All right. Uh, what is? I guess your... I just I love segments so much that I can't even. I just can't. I can't it's be true. expected. It's you can't like, be expected. Have you ever had a whole segment episode? We should. That's a great idea. Where we just make up segments on the fly. Well, we even have like old segments that we've retired. We could bring them back for a segment let's, only let's do episode. Segment Palooza. I love it. Oh, Alan, will you be on Segment Palooza? Sure. Yes. yes. And you'll have to make up a segment just for that oh, one. Okay. Awesome. I, I love the world. Okay. <laughs> um, the next category is favorite ad. Okay, you have some clips. I'm just gonna vote for throwing shade, reading anything. They have like for That's a male a chimp. One. They like have created this character named Male Chimp, who's a sassy chimp, <laughs> wearing lipstick and high heels, and like it's. I would listen to it voluntarily at any time. I really like nailed it. It really makes such a difference when podcasters are good at. at doing ads yeah like us because an ad can be yeah Yeah. like us (laughs) an ad can be a real bummer when you're just trying to get your podcast on but um one that i love is so from what's the tea with rupaul and michelle visage rupaul goes in hard for an ad like part of rupaul's deal is that he is a hustler like he will take any job like he will like shill for anyone 
they Squarespace was one of their first like advertisers, and they go in for Squarespace. Ah, RuPaul <laughs> loves Squarespace, and Eric loves RuPaul. I do loving Squarespace. I do. I do. Yeah. New podcaster crush. Who's yours? We haven't. Wait, we, we haven't gotta vote. voted. We oh. gotta vote on the ads. Oh gosh, what, what am I thinking? Jump the gun. Most important step. I'm gonna go with RuPaul. Yas. I have to go with RuPaul too. Yas. My apologies. Guys. They are really they. I fast forward through all the ads and every other show except for theirs. Okay. On this, unlike last time, I'm standing behind my decision. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both really good answers. Can we do podcast crush now? Yes. Who's your new podcaster crush? Okay. So can I ask? It, mine's not very new. Can I still use it? No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, let Alan decide. New as in like you've had this crush for a long time or they're not a new podcaster or what? Not a new podcaster. And both. And I've had the crush for a while. I think it's fine because this is the first annual potties. Okay. Well, I could also give my old and my new and Lauren can vote on between the two. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my my not so new podcast crush is Guy Raz from How I Built This. Yeah, sure. He's a ge- <laughs> Lauren's let upset about this ruling. Let him in. Just let him in. Just break the rules and let him in. Hey, you I'm got just to, joking. You Wait. got to vote for the best segment, and I was told very specifically I was not allowed to vote. I'm going to raise my hand and say I did not define what new means. So well, that's this fair. is fair. New I was, as in the past five years. Yeah. Okay. So my real, I mean, really, my my podcast crush is guy raz on how i built this because he is a total babe and his name is sexy he has a good name mm-hmm. yeah what's your podcaster crush uh jackie johnson of Natch Butte, honey <laughs> um that's a really good one yeah do I, you want to explain what, what natch Butte is? is the beauty and makeup podcast which I'm actually not that interested in that stuff but I'm really in love with her. She yeah. want, makes me want to be a better person. She's funny and kind. She's her just she's hysterical. I would listen to her read the Bible. Like I love her voice. <laughs> I love I really think that she's a great person who's funny trying to do bring a lot of good to the world. Yeah. I love that. All right, dudes, what do you think? Um, oh, and and we can I raise my ahead. hand and add something about her? Yes. She has great clothes and a really cute little dog. Okay. Does that change Well, that really answer? swayed it. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Jackie Johnson, too. I like, uh, she has a great voice, uh, and I like her accent, and I think she is pretty damn funny. Mm-hmm. Well said, well said. Same. Ooh. Thank you. Jackie wins. Wow. Oh, my God. I Congrats, can't wait to Jackie. tell her. I can't wait to tell her she won. You know what? I'm glad. Now I have Guy Raz all to myself. Yeah. Do you want to? You can jump on the Jackie train. She'd be happy to have you. I think she is so wonderful, but I'm sticking with my guy Raz crush. All right. (laughs) Okay. Next category is Jackie and Justin and Alan and I are going to be sitting in a tree. Face masks. K i s s i n g. Yes. And we'll wave down to you from the tree. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) So this next award happened because we all the time say this. Why didn't we think of that award? So all the time we're playing clips from new podcasts and we're thinking like, why didn't we invent this podcast? We 
this is so up our alley. We've only invented one. It's basically stealing from others. <laughs> basically like, check out what they did. Um, so my Why Didn't We Think of This Award goes to Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction, which is the podcast where comedians compete writing and performing erotic fan fiction pieces based upon either like their whims or an audience suggestion. They make it up pretty much on the spot, though. And it is so funny, hosted by Brian Cook. You know, I do admit if I'm losing and I still think I'm winning, fart this. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> farting um, and audio, yes, please. And comedians and storytelling, ugh. So, what do you guys think? Fart this. Fart this, because they're nice to us. I also think fart this. I have to give this one to you. It's such it's so funny. If if yeah. you guys if you guys didn't hear our um episode that included fart this, they basically like they do a fart noise and then the three comedian contestants have to like make up a scenario of who farted or the host makes up a scenario and then the contestants have to do the fart that would that would sound in that scenario. It's so good. It's also one of those things where <laughs> like I think at first you if you told me about it I'd be like, "Oh, that's a funny idea. I bet it gets old." It does not get no. old. Nope. Like I Mm-mm. want because the guests are really different. Yeah. The scenarios are really different. It's so funny. It's not just a good idea. It is a good idea, but also the execution is great. It's not just a good idea. It's a perfect idea. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> what is our next category? We have two two left, two categories Hang left. Hang in there. Yeah. Who do we wish had a podcast? Oh, such a good prompt. What do you think? Ooh, yours is fucking really good. So mine has been on a few podcasts, but mm-hmm. I think that the world would be a better place if Roxanne Gay had a podcast. I'm surprised she doesn't. I know, but she's busy doing other very important things. Yeah. Man. I think she's one. so great. Yeah. Mine's Issa Rae. Um, oh, such so a good one. I confused because I feel like Issa Rae would do really cool shit. Yeah. And also, I follow uh, Roxanne Gay on Twitter, so I feel like I get a lot. Do you follow her on Twitter? It's no, a I don't lot think so. of Roxanne Gay. I don't really do a She's lot of Twitter. She's literally like, there's a pit in my peach. What do I do with it? <laughs> and it gets like, you know what I mean? She she's a very a, she's a you know documents her everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I feel like I, all I'm saying is I get a lot of her. Yeah. But Issa is kind of like, what are you doing, Issa? Like, come out of come out come out wherever you are. I want to dress like you. Yeah. I know what you're thinking about everything. I know what <laughs> Roxanne thinks about like basically everything. Yeah. Like Issa is still a mystery that I want. I want to connect with. I like how you're smear campaigning mine just to sway the votes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I no. I just said yours is great. <laughs> Thanks. I'm tr- I'm in my head trying to decide yeah. if I'm just switching ships. I think they should uh, share Have a one podcast. Together. Well, Issa could talk about like culture and like music and TV and stuff, and Roxanne Gay could talk about like social issues and just social yeah. justice, that kind of stuff. And writing. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Okay. We so compromise. <gasps> what do you? Well, what do you guys think? I, I would definitely listen to them together. But who's going to... I feel like I know who Justin's well, going for. So this is why it's hard. I I, uh, I love Issa Rae, but I feel like I have to side with Eric on that. It would be just a better place because Roxanne Gay has yeah. interesting things to say. We don't know exactly how interesting Issa would be on like a, you know... Also, Issa had a podcast, a podcast. and I did not like it. She oh. had a fiction podcast about a gay football player. Interesting. Fiction. Wait, so there you go. Uh, maybe I'm turning around. Yeah. And also, I mean, it is true. Like, I can't believe Roxanne Gay does not have one. Like, she, I think you win this. But well, see what Alan, Alan says. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sure what? 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, good. No, I, I like the idea of combining. Okay. I think it should be the Issa Rae and Roxanne Gay. It is weird that we both pick black women. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? Yeah, it is. I, I want guess. them to have a podcast where all they talk about is reggae. <laughs> like their two last names oh, combined. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the name of their podcast. Reggae. I'm going to tweet Roxanne right now. Um, but no, I wonder if that's saying like, are maybe black women aren't getting their voices on podcasts enough? Yeah. We're th- I don't know. Or maybe you're know. get outing well, and being like, I voted for Obama twice. I'd love to hear from a black person. That's a great I point, think, too. No, also, like, we're hearing a lot from white people these days. It's like, true. Okay. I do feel like there are, are fewer black female podcast hosts than there are white female or mm-hmm. white male hosts. Um. Okay, so they're they're going to have a joint one called reggae no it's about reggae they can only talk about reggae <laughs> what's the okay, name i don't want I don't that know. podcast anymore <laughs> they're the writers they, they can think of okay it. you're you're right <gasps> alan as I'm always you're right okay sorry. last one best laugh <laughs> and it goes to us <laughs> <laughs> um oh you have a you have a submit i have a submission okay i'm gonna go first because i really love yours lauren um I voted for Phoebe Robinson of Two Dope Queens because she just has a, and so many white guys, she just has a really funny laugh. How can you vote against anyone in this category? I know. This is a category filled with just like genuinely You're all winners. Who is your best laugh? Pete Holmes. Ah. He literally like is a professional laugher. Yeah. 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 I've heard him talk about how it helps him stay healthy. Like he believes in laughter. Anyway. Alan, I believe you. My nomination goes to RuPaul, Charles, of What's the Tea? Andre Charles. Here's a clip where um, his whole life he had misheard a lyric in a Mariah Carey song. (laughs) And he he thinks it's something like whale farts. (laughs) Farts the whale. So then he plays the song here and listens to the wrong line. Here comes, here comes. It's just one of those laughs that is so hearty and you can just tell he's having such a good time. That was good. That was good on so many levels. So DJ J Wu, since we all three put one in, you get the you get the vote. Who has the best laugh? I gotta say, uh I, I'm gonna go with Wessa T because I love when people just fucking go nuts like that. And uh, you can just tell that they're just like Yeah, that was a good it's one. It's just like whatever was just funny to them was That was, was like they can't stop. They can't stop. RuPaul forgot that he was podcasting. <laughs> it was just pure joy. Moment. Yeah. Love it. Alan, you are undefeated with your nomination nominees. Thank you. Congrats. Justin is in the same way undefeated for his nominees. <laughs> Nailing it. Um, that was so fun. Congratulations to all of the winners of the first annual podcast awards. The potties, your awards will be in the mail. What are they? What bracelets. do they look like? Friendship bracelets. <laughs> that's all we got. Yep, that's all we have. Great. Enjoy. Um, that was so much fun. That uh, was a blast. You know what, what the award for best podcast editor goes to? Kara Hughes. Kara Hughes, our editor. She's fantastic. We got to spend some time with her this past weekend, yeah. which was the most fun. It was. And Colin and Patty, and it was just like, 
joyous and wonderful. Can we go round circle one quick thing? Yeah. Who do you want to win Best Picture at the Oscars? Oh, good one. Um, Alan, you go f- You go first, and I'm going to pull them up. We'll pull them up first. Okay. Best Picture nominees 2018 are The Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Get Out, The Post, Call Me By Your Name, and Lady Bird. Can I, can I go first? Order. Oh, what's your Wait, are we doing what we think will win or what no, we want, what you to, want win? to win? Okay, great. My I I my number one favorite movie of the year was Call Me by Your Name. I want Lady Bird to win. Dunkirk. Just kidding, I can't even (laughs) 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 Quit trying to win buying for best laugh. (laughs) Um get out I get out. I enjoyed a lot, but get out I want get out to win. Oh get out. No, yes. I'm not leaving. Oh, sorry. You <laughs> the way the you said that was rather terrifying. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's that was so fun. I guess since DJJ and I both voted for Get Out, I guess it means it's going to win. Yeah, it has the official, official podcast podcast. Cancel the Oscars. Seal of approval. Yeah, so true. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time. You all win the award for best podcast audience. Aww. Love you. Bye. Bye.